uh, as they are today. Uh, it was just obviously the YJ and we had the great XJ um, and uh, just started banging around with guys and gravitated towards Jeep groups and uh, got some bigger tires, got some uh, what I thought was big at the time, 31, 10, 50, 15s <laughs> on the steel wheel. Oh, yeah. And a shackle lift, right? Uh, you know, which on the Y. You know, big is, uh, is all relative, and that's why you want to marry a virgin. Audio boys and girls, this is Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the talk show where we talk about all things Jeep, from trail riding to overlanding and everything in between. Every Friday, we have an interview with a new and exciting guest. Sometimes they have products that, that you need for your Jeep. Sometimes they just have a great story to share. Uh, I, I, I certainly believe this one is a great story sh to share today. Anyway, so sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for another great guest right here on the Jeep Talk Show. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. All right, so we're going to have a little conversation with Chris, uh, the uh, number one uh, Jeep Talk Show volunteer. And uh, when I say volunteer, he, and I'm, I, not, not, not necessarily that he's the number one, but certainly the first one to come in and uh, want to do the show notes because I was doing a half-assed job. And then uh, ask if he could uh, get guests because I was doing a half-assed job. <laughs> and Chris is doing a, a wonderful job and uh, having a, a good interview with Chris and to let you know more about Chris and what he does uh, in his own personal life and uh, what he does here for the show is uh, long overdue. So uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. Now, we, we do talk a little bit about uh, the uh, Detroit Four Fest coming up uh, just in a week, September uh, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Uh, and that's a friend of the show, uh, Tom Zielinski, uh that's uh, having that uh, on at Holly Oaks Off-Road Park. Uh, as I said, we talk a little bit more about that in the interview. So uh, if you're in the Detroit area, you have to go to that event. Uh, and, and if you can catch Tom, and I'm not saying Tom's not available, uh, doesn't make himself available to people, but he's just running around, keeping things going, answering questions, and uh, just making sure everything is uh, is going smoothly. But big event uh, they're coming up uh, September 8th, 9th, and 10th. 9th and 10th is going to be the uh, the actual wheeling part of the event. And I believe uh, September 8th is going to be a media event. But it's also going to be followed by a night wheeling event uh, on September the 8th uh, with a friend of the show, uh, Ken of uh, Tyree Lights. Uh, you may remember the Tyree Lights uh, information that we did here on the show uh, when uh, Ken sent me some lights for the 2021 uh, Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. Uh, just outstanding built of lights, just wonderful and bright. So uh, this is a great opportunity to uh, to go and meet Tom and Ken. So I've got to tell you something. We want you to become a Patreon subscriber. The magic number is 39 of our goal of 100. So we now have 39 subscribers. It was a, it was a pretty, pretty fast pace uh, increase in the number of subscribers at the beginning. Uh, now it's starting to slow. So uh, I'm a little, uh, I'm, I'm wondering how long it's going to take us to get up to that 100. Uh, why 100? Because why not? Um, I mean, it's better than a thousand, right? Uh, and, and yeah, I'm sure the next goal is going to be 150 or 200 or something. So you, you see what's going on here. <laughs> so I think I've mentioned this before. I'll mention it again because it's just amazing. Uh, Feedspot.com uh, has ranked the Jeep Talk Show in the top 30 best talk show podcasts. I am just shocked. It wasn't uh, too long ago. 
uh, whenever they uh, ranked us uh, number one in Jeep podcasts. And uh, now we're in the top 30 best talk show podcasts. I mean, that's a that's going to be a huge category. Uh, and uh, they even say uh, in the, the, the online article, uh, the best talk show podcasts from thousands of podcasts on the web and ranked by traffic, social media followers, and freshness. It's really all about you guys. I mean, yeah, we do do something here, but it's really about you guys because a lot of this has to do with you, less social media followers, uh, freshness. We certainly have fresh here because it's uh, it's almost every day. So uh, big big shout out to Feedspot. Uh, and uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to let you guys go and look and fi- to find out. We're actually in the top 10 best talk shows because we're number six in that list of 30. All right, well, let's get over to our conversation with Chris. Uh, uh, Chris, also known as sevenslats.com, uh, and uh, he is a volunteer here at the Jeep Talk Show, handles all our guest acquisition, and uh, works in the uh, the background. Oh, and will be uh, at the uh, for, uh, Detroit Four Fest event on September 8th and 9th. Uh, I'm not sure she's going to be there all three days. Julianne from uh, JTS Chick Chat and Wrangle Her will be there doing a ladies uh, Jeep talk show run at 645 in the morning, both on September 9th and September 10th. So you can uh, go out there and be part of her off-road run at Holly Oaks uh, ORV. And now, a Jeep talk show special episode. All right, boys and girls, we're here with Chris. You know him. Uh, you know him very well if you uh, ever set up a, a, a guest interview with the, the Jeep Talk Show. Because uh, what is what is the role, Chris? I forgot. Uh, it's it's pretty. I like the name since I came up with it. The title. What is? You remember the title? Yes, it's guest acquisition. Guest acquisition. Yeah, it sounds really cool and very official. <laughs> yes. And many people may not know this, but uh, the Jeep Talk Show actually has. A PBX system. You guys remember PBXs? Uh, you know where you had an extension, and you would call the main number, and that uh, that main number you could get a list, and then you could pick who you wanted to uh, who you wanted to talk to. Well, Chris is on on that PBX, and I'll just tell you, you can call eight 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 one one nine five five zero, and then uh, go just put in an extension one zero one, and it will ring Chris's phone. Chris, do you hate me now that I've mentioned this? I mean, you're in sales; you used to getting calls of, uh, especially when you're in the bathroom, right? Yeah, exactly. No, not at all. <laughs> Call anytime, and I, I will. I will answer the phone. And in today's impersonal world of business and post COVID, it's it's refreshing to get a phone call and somebody just says, "Hey, you can have a, a three minute conversation," as opposed to a half dozen emails about a about a topic. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. Well, Chris, I want to I want to talk to you about you, but before we get started on that, let's talk about the next big event that's coming up. I mean, you were just out at uh, uh, Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. And uh, the great Smoky Mountain Jeep invasion. I don't know if you noticed that or not on the the tag. Some people were leaving out the G. I mean, I know it's a lot of letters, but why would you leave out the G and just put in the uh, uh, what is it, S M uh, uh, J I? <laughs> I thought that was yeah, funny. I saw that. It, it, it was it was pretty great. I mean, it wasn't just uh, wasn't just any regular invasion. It was a great invasion mm-hmm. and and a hot one. I was uh, it was interesting to hear from. Uh, uh, from Justin, that this was the hottest year that they've had there, and I just assumed it was hot every year because you know it's down south and it's summertime. Yeah, it was. It was really hot. I mean, being being in the Midwest in the Detroit area, I and mean, we get the the swampy summers, and it's been one of those this year. But yeah, it was it was hot, and 
uh, damn hot, as uh, Robin Williams <laughs> said in uh, um, Good Morning Vietnam, if anybody remembers that, damn hot. So. <laughs> I like that clip. Uh, I'm, I'm brain farting on the guy's name. Uh, Bob Bobcat Goldwith, where he says it's, it's so hot it feels like Aiden, Satan's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, talk getting back. Not nothing having to do with Satan's asshole. Well, let's get back to four fest events. Tom's going. Oh, give me a break, Matt boys. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom Zelensky, uh, this is uh, one of uh, his uh, his company's events, four fest events. It's going to be at. And correct me on any of this, uh, Chris, because I know you you're going, so you know exactly uh, everything that's happening here. Uh, this is at Holly Oaks ORV, uh, right there in or near Detroit, Michigan. Yes, just about 45 minutes, hour north of Detroit, depending on what part of Detroit you're in. But yeah, uh, September 8th, 9th, and 10th kicks off uh, the evening of the 8th with uh, another friend of the show, Tyree Lighting, is uh, putting on a special night run, which is unique because at Hollyoaks, uh, they do not allow night wheeling uh, during normal uh, business operations. But uh, Friday night, sign up uh, for festevents.com. Uh, sign up and go on a night run. So looking forward to that coming up Friday at Friday evening and then all day Saturday and all day Sunday out at Holly Oaks. Mm-hmm. So I was I was chatting with uh, with Ken from Tyree Lights earlier and I asked him if he was going to be there because I, I you know you and Julianne are going to be there and I wanted to make sure that if uh, he was there that he knew that you'd be there and uh, that, that he had maybe have a little time for you guys because we had a great video uh, for social media with Tom uh, out at uh, what was that event? Uh, I keep thinking it's a cruise, not Wayward. Is it Wayward? No, Woodward. You're Woodward. Correct. It is yeah. a Woodward. Woodward Dream Cruise. And uh, I just I thought you were on a boat at a, standing at a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah. But yeah, Woodward Dream Cruise. I think it's close to its thirtieth year. But that's a hot rod event in the Detroit area. And Tom uh, and Four Fest events had a, a pre. Um, tried to put a little off road and Jeep in the Woodward Dream Cruise because it's traditionally a hot rod event. Uh, Jay Leno was actually out there. I didn't see him, but Jay Leno was out on Woodward. Uh, Bob Seeger and his wife were out in their new Corvette. So very much a Detroit hot rod event. Uh, and then uh, we all got together at the Detroit Taco Company. Uh, not far from Woodward, and we staged up, and I had a chance to uh, interact with Tom for a bit and talk about four fest events, and then 30-plus uh, Jeeps got on on Woodward, and we, we all stayed in a group until about the second traffic light, and the rest is history. Was America's Most Wanted there? Because that's a good cul- uh, culmination of uh, hot rods and Jeeps. They were out on Woodward. They weren't at the event, but uh, they were out on Woodward, and they are very close to Holly Oaks uh, ORV Park. Their shop is there, so anybody, if you have a couple of a couple hundred extra thousand dollars uh, when you come out to four fest you should get one of their jeeps or at least go check it out and they they will be at four fest events uh, america's most wanted i mean beautiful work uh really it's it's got to be uh, seen and heard really to uh to appreciate you know i was just thinking uh, that's in the area where you're located at, is your your home is in that general area uh, I wonder if uh, if it would be possible, and maybe you maybe you already know the answer to this, but uh, maybe we could reach out to Jared and uh, set up a, a, a little thing where you could go over there and visit uh, America's Most Wanted. Uh, which, the, 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 if you guys don't know already, it's, they take Jeeps, they they put in stupid, powerful uh, engines, Hemi's and stuff uh in these things and then they sell them uh and uh, you know maybe we get a ride for you where you could actually drive one of those things uh, chris said great great for social media 
Yeah, absolutely. I uh, was at the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. I saw Paul Snay and Paul and Jared uh, were previous interview um, guests, and uh, Paul said, "Yeah, just just give us a heads up, give us a call." So, oh, you uh, don't even need me that's then. That's radar. that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a great thing about being a guest acquisition. You usually talk to these people before I do. Anyway, back. Yeah. To, I'm sorry. Back to Detroit Four Fest. Boy, I just go down those rabbit holes so quickly. Uh, but uh, Detroit Four Fest, uh, September eighth through tenth. Eight is the media day, and the the night we which is a, a, a Tyree Lights uh, friend of the show, uh, Ken, uh, president of uh, Tyree, Tyree Lights North America. Uh, he is going to be there. And uh, I think last year was the first ever night wheeling, also a Tyree Light event. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. We had about 20 plus Jeeps uh, show up out on the trail for that. And that was really, really neat to get out there at night. As you know and talked about on the show at Hidden Falls, night wheeling is a whole different animal, uh, and certainly a whole different animal if you don't have the proper lights. So obviously, we would highly recommend Tyree lighting. But uh, oh my it was great to get a God! I can tell you from personal experience, unbelievably well made, uh, unbelievably bright. And no, yes. whenever you're standing in front of the lights, not that doesn't mean people are ironing the shirt somewhere in the the vicinity. It's your shirt getting hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna uh, next time I talk to Ken, I'm gonna say, "Hey, Ken, w- would you use the tagline that I came up with, Tyree Lights? Uh, never be afraid of the dark again." <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I can say, having been out at the night run last year, I just by happenstance was in front of one of the Tyree Lights <laughs> Jeeps, and it it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I mean, uh, well, we if they're if for, they're angled down properly, yes. and if also too if they're not the the same lumen brightness of the sun, you know, because they don't have. They, I mean, you can get the super bright ones. And, and Ken knew how I was about lights, so when he sent me some lights, uh, he sent me the brightest ass ones that, that they have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, great product, great product. But uh, you're right; they 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 were positioned correctly, and and they're they're a good quality light. It's got a good beam spread for the application, so you're not you're not just blowing it everywhere. Well, they're they're uh, commercial lights. I mean, yes, caterpillars yes. and uh, mining equipment and all kinds of crap. That's their bread and butter. They're just getting into the off road industry. So if you if you go over there, look at the prices, and think, my God, that's why is because they are built for the commercial industry. So if you want a light. Uh, an off-road light for your rig that's going to be able to take it. I mean, I suspect we're going to see a lot of the Tyree lights in the future on uh, King of the Hammers, uh, any place where the quality of the light is really important to the overall success uh, of what the uh, the people in the vehicles are doing, and not just on Jeeps, of course, because uh, more than Jeeps need uh, bright lights. And, and, well, actually, it doesn't even have to be bright lights. Those have to be lights that work uh, consistently in harsh environments. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, Detroit Four Fest. This is a thing that uh, Tom Zelinsky, uh, fourfestevents.com uh, is putting on. You can go to fourfestevents.com and uh, just look at the uh, the Detroit Four Fest there on the main page. And uh, you're going to want to get registered. This is like uh, next weekend, right, Chris? Yes. Yeah. Just a week from well, starts a week from uh, when you're hearing this episode. Yeah, so, and we highly recommend you go out there. Uh, Julianne is going to be there. Uh, she, she probably is going to be there on the 8th, but she's actually having a, a Jeep Talk Show ladies run uh, at the Four Fest event on September the 9th and 10th. And I, I will apologize ahead of time for the, the time that the, the run is, but, you know, sometimes you got to get up early to get that worm. Uh, the, the run is at 6.45 a.m., and that would be, uh, that's Eastern time uh, at, at Hollyoaks, right? 
That's correct. Yeah. So 6.45 a.m., if you're in the area, uh, then you already know it's Eastern Time. Uh, but uh, so uh, you need to go over to Wrangle Her on Facebook, R-A, I'm sorry, W-R-A-N-G-L-H-E-R, and you will see the event, upcoming event, uh, and actually on the uh, on, her, on the her page there, it says, Four Fest Trail Ride Ladies Run uh, with a Jeep Talk Show. And right now, she's got 34 interested and 11 going. So you want to get in there and get signed up for this event, uh, either the 9th or the 10th. Both days, going to have a, a, the ladies off-road run, uh, 6.45 a.m., uh, at Detroit, uh, the uh, Holly Oaks R O R V. So go over there and uh, get signed up so she knows you're coming. But uh, yeah, it should be really good. Uh, if you don't know Julianne, she does our uh, JTS Chick Chat episode uh, along with Wendy, and uh, of course uh, she does uh, has her business Wrangle Her. And uh, if you uh, if you've never seen Julianne out at an event, you just missed her because she's at all of them. All right, so that's the Detroit uh, Four Fest, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this, Chris, because, you know, you always get some big wigs there. I mean, uh, Tom, uh, of course, Ken from Tyree Lights, uh, both uh, I consider big wigs and, and good friends of the show. Uh, but uh, I, I can't remember, uh, I think uh, that uh, Tom said something about uh, Jim Morrison maybe out there. I believe he is going to be there. Jeep is, uh, I believe, one of the, if not the title sponsor. So, uh, oh yeah, Jeep, definitely title sponsor. Uh, uh, Jeep will be there with uh, many vehicles, and uh, we may even have a Jim Morrison sighting, and then maybe a few others. I expect that uh, Greg Henderson, unofficial use only, uh, saw him there last time, and um, we've seen the folks from Gone Jeepin were there last year, and, and a few other uh, influencers, pr- prominent influencers in the uh, Jeep and off road community. Um, yep, so it should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the pictures. I thought about going, but uh, uh, just, just so hard to, hard to do. Maybe uh, maybe next year or uh, something here coming up in the future. Uh, I, I am looking at SEMA and uh, definitely going to EGS uh, 2024. I mean, things can happen, but uh, the, right now the plan is to definitely go to EGS 2024. It's just such a great time. And, uh, and, and all you uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, listeners out there, you need to plan on going the EGS 2024 and being out there with uh, uh, team member JTS team members and other Jeep Talk Show listeners. This is this it's it's a great time. We need to fill up that damn uh, uh, Moab uh, diner uh, <laughs> that we eat breakfast at. What a great place! Boy, talk about some some people to see. There was uh, all kinds of uh, people from off road uh, the off road world out there that I saw at that uh, at that diner. But uh, it's a cool a cool thing to do. And it's a small, it's a, you say diner, it's a small place, isn't it? I've not been, but it's, it's, I mean, we could fill it up theoretically, could we not? Uh, we would probably need about 50 people, um, maybe, maybe more. Uh, so it's okay. not, it's not super tiny. Uh, they have, uh, they have two large round tables that you can probably fit uh, six people. Uh, we were fitting eight at the big round tables. And, uh, you know, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we could easily fill uh, fill up half of it. I mean, we filled up one of those round tables with eight people uh, easy uh, in in, in 2023 this year. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it would require a bunch uh, to to fill up that restaurant. It'd be be so cool. I mean, not that that we've uh, put out a lot of Jeep Talk Show hats out there, but that that may be changing with, uh, with Julianne. Uh, she's making Jeep Talk Show hats with her stuff. But anyway, it would be so cool to have that uh, that restaurant filled up. And you, everywhere you see, you see a Jeep Talk Show hat. Absolutely. My wife would say, Tony, wake up. 
Uh, anyway, so uh, Chris, let's find out a little bit about you. Now, I know the people that are on uh, the pe- people that have met you, and also two people on Discord. They they know a little bit about you from what you've said and uh, being on the show and being in the uh, the Zoom room on uh, on Tuesday night for our roundtable recording. Uh, but uh, let's uh, let's maybe we have a listener or two out there, and we get new listeners all the time that have no idea who you are or how you got started. So I'm just kind of curious. I don't remember. You probably told me, but I don't remember. Uh, when did you get interested in Jeeps? Not when you got a Jeep, but when did you get interested in Jeeps? Late 80s, and it really all started with the movie Back to the Future. And uh, the short version is Back to the Future. Great, great movie. Obviously, everybody's seen it. But there was the Toyota truck that was in the garage. And at the end of the movie, man, I was just going to tell you, man, if you tell me that that was a Jeep, and yeah, you because know, I know it wasn't a Jeep, <laughs> I want to no, be pissed no. off. <laughs> but uh, I, it was, it was that was my fascination with with off roading. And at the time, that was a cool I truck. Re- it was a very cool truck. It had the KC, the KC lights. I believe they're KC light yeah, bar on the back yeah. with the covers. And I thought, wow, that's just really neat. And at the time, uh, Toyota off road racing. And uh, I remember, I believe it was uh, Ivan Ironman Stewart mm-hmm. uh, was was big, and it was in the magazines. And I remember going to a car show in Detroit. It was the uh, the Autorama as a kid uh, with my dad and, and I saw uh, Iron Man Stewart there. I mean, and he was, was real fit guy, you know, big muscles, just as a young kid was impressive. And, and I thought that, that's really neat. And I wanted a, a Toyota, but then realized reality and what they cost. And so that was the start of my fascination was back to the future, Toyota racing. And then my dad at the time worked for Chrysler. And uh, to this day, I, I don't know um, why he did it, but uh, he came home one day with a red YJ, a 1990 red YJ. Basic, uh, the only option it had was a hard top. It did not have a radio. It was a five-speed, no air conditioning, uh, four-cylinder, basic, basic, steely wheel Jeep. Uh, it had the word Wrangler on it. The dealer put some cheesy yeah, aftermarket Wrangler on it and some goofy uh, stuff on the side. And all it had was a hard top and hard doors. And that was it. And uh, he was driving that. I was 14, 15. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then got my license, learned how to drive a manual transmission. And um, that was there. And that was really what got me into it. So I wanted a Toyota. I uh, couldn't afford a Toyota. Um, Dad wasn't going to buy a Toyota. And he just came home with a Jeep. Um and that was that's how i got into it and it was red um which is the proper color and i i uh exactly i i took that over um obviously got to drive and i've got younger uh younger sisters uh about five years between myself and the next one so uh, i just took that took that over over time um and uh started taking it off road uh breaking it uh one of the guys i went to high school with his dad had an 89 yj and uh, it was primarily a plow vehicle so we would get out together occasionally and um started off-roading uh, being in michigan um it was just fortunate we were fortunate still to this day in michigan to have a lot of public land use so for uh what's now 36 dollars, but back in the day i think it was nine dollars for an off-road vehicle tag you slapped on there and uh, go go uh pretty much everywhere up north now um there's uh they're now developed homes and condominiums closer to me but uh you know 30 years ago uh, it was just uh, construction sites so we may or may not have done some illegal off-wheeling i don't condone that nor does the jeep talk show it's it's but, not uh, illegal if you don't get caught 
Exactly. Exactly. It was never caught. Was never caught. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what got me into Jeeps. And I'm like, hey, I got the Jeep, uh, and really got into the Jeep community with the Jeep Wave and, and everything we still enjoy to this day. Um, back in the you know the early '90s, um, Jeeps were not as ubiquitous, if that's the right word, uh, as they are today. Uh, it was just obviously the YJ, and we had the great XJ, um, and uh, just started banging around with guys and gravitated towards Jeep groups and uh, got some bigger tires, got some uh, what I thought was big at the time, 31, 10, 50, 15s on the steel wheel. Oh, yeah. And a shackle lift, right? Uh, you know, which on the Y. You know, big is, uh, is all relative, and that's why you want to marry a virgin. Just saying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's what got me into Jeeps, and, and just it just snowballed from there. Um, really enjoyed that Jeep for several years. Uh Blew a couple clutches out of it. And it's amazing. I will give Jeep credit that I've got 164,000 miles on my 2014 JK. And believe it or not, I'm, the I'm on the original clutch. Whereas back in the 90s, I mean, that damn thing, I went through two clutches. Well, you learned how to miles. drive right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's not a hot rod either. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I just got into that and then just got into off-roading and, and stuck with Jeeps um, and uh, just playing around, toying around with them and, you know, helping people out and going off-road and, you know, the rest is really history. Uh, so that's that's what got me started into Jeeps and, and um, you know, being in the Detroit area, dad working for Chrysler, I got to see some things just right around on the streets, even to this day, concepts or early production builds and um, just really got into the, into the Jeep jeep lifestyle and been with it uh pretty much ever since so chris you mentioned the the movie back to the future you know how i love uh, jeeps and uh in in, in movies and stuff and uh, tv episodes uh do you recall if there was a jeep in back to the future you mentioned the toyota but do you recall if there was a jeep in back to the future i i don't recall back to the future the first movie i believe it was the second movie there was the yj that uh and the hoverboard scene uh, there was the YJ that he he latched onto, and and that was the uh, original movie. That was Back to the Future. It? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yep. Yeah. So there was a there was a blue Jeep uh, that uh, that was in that where he grabs uh, the back of it because it doesn't have a top on it, so it's, he can grab the lip. And the guy turns his head and looks, and Marty just kind of smiles. He may have even waved. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, the the guy's like, you know, what are you doing, kid? And then uh, yeah, and then this is this is actually before he went back to the future he's actually uh on his uh skateboard with wheels at that point so uh for for the bonus question chris um what jeep was it gotta imagine it was a cj7 it was a cj i don't know if it was a seven but it was a cj a 1980 cj so you got that one right all right <laughs> and it, but it was not red which no, you know, is surprising. This is a big time movie. You would you would expect they would want something uh, bright and uh, visible. So uh, now that was uh, that was your first Jeep. It was the one that your dad bought, and then you got it. Uh, how long did you have that one? And uh, was it a was it a transition from that Jeep to the one you have now, or were you Jeepless for a while? I was Jeepless for a while. So I had that from '89. It was a '90 model to about '98. I finally uh, blew up the engine, um, lost compression in all cylinders. And uh, the great thing about Jeeps, I still got like $6,000 for it and didn't wow. even run. Well, you know, everybody's um, always looking for a cheap Wrangler that has, has an engine or a transmission blown up so they can get it cheap. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Was it a four uh, cylinder or a six cylinder, or did you say? It, it, 
It was a four cylinder. It was the two five. It was the uh, the, the injected two five. So it, it ran well. Um, and I for funny story. And it, back in the day, if folks remember the seven seventy powertrain warranty from Chrysler, and uh, it had lost it. Hey, it was getting bad fuel economy. I uh, moved to Chicago after high school for a bit and was commuting back and forth back to Detroit to see friends. And uh, if you remember the YJs, even till this day, if you have one, it said in the owner's manual that the fuel gauge was not 100% accurate under a quarter <laughs> tank. And that was true because yeah. I was... I, I knew think I that's was true of most, maybe not modern day, but I think that's true of most uh, vehicles, even into the 2000s. Yes. And uh, driving back from Detroit back to the Chicagoland area, I ran out of gas about... 20 miles away from my exit and had to go buy a gas can and everything else. Got home and I had a low compression between the three and four cylinders. I popped the cylinder head off in the garage and, uh, okay, just luckily lucked out. Nothing cracked, nothing bad. Uh, gasket, took it to a shop, had them chew up the, the head a little bit. And I'll never forget, uh, I've never seen my dad that mad probably before or since, um, when he came out in the garage and saw what I had done and, uh, um, <laughs> It only had like 50,000 miles on it and he, after he got done yelling at me. Oh, well, this was, was his baby, yeah, because it was something that uh, he bought and then now you're tearing it apart. Well, right. Then I was pissed and realized it would have been probably covered under the powertrain warranty because uh, it only had 50,000 miles on I it, see but. where you're going with this. <laughs> I was I was impressed that you were breaking that thing down like that. That's, that's like really go-get-it attitude. Yeah, yeah. Well, I grew up in an era uh, which I, I wish would come back, but that's another discussion where we had auto shop. So mm -hmm. uh, we had auto shop in high school. So that's where I learned a lot uh, hands on and worked in tire shops and changing oil and working my way up uh, throughout high school and after that. So I wasn't afraid to jump in there whether I knew what I was doing or not. In this case, I got it back together and it, it gave me a few more good years. But um, I was running around with some guys with Jeeps, but other. Um, guys that had big tire uh big tire dodges i mean i've gravitated towards uh towards jeep having my dad work for jeep for chrysler i still call him chrysler i don't like the name stellantis but that's right. just my it's a weird name. my opinion yeah um uh, but uh gravitated towards chrysler and uh my uh my buddy who had that 89 yj his older brother had a ram charger on 38s and then his buddy had a ram charger on 44s so i uh wow. I, I found a i found a 78 ram charger on 35s with wide wheels so i went from the jeep to the ram charger and very quickly realized in, in all seriousness that was too big and too heavy of a vehicle uh hill simple hill climbs things like that i mean it was fun it was loud it was it was it stood out it was in decent shape but it just wasn't it just was too big and too heavy uh banged around on that for a couple of years and then uh sold that and found a 78 cj7 with a four speed and it had the 258 was an awesome vehicle i never really got that off road uh put a clutch in that that needed some care and attention it was the body was pretty far gone so i enjoyed that for about a year and then uh, finished some college and got a quote-unquote real job and then got into a uh, couple sedans for a few years and was without a Jeep, I hate to admit, for the better part of 20 years before I got back into my uh, my current Jeep, which is my uh, 2014 uh, uh, Jeep Wrangler four-door. So, yeah, I was Jeepless. To go back to your original question, I was Jeepless for, for far too long. Uh, but uh, as I traveled for, for my uh, my big boy job, I did at every occasion rent a, uh, a JK, which was fun, and got out there and, and rented Jeeps at diff different events that go to um, 
Silver Lake Sand Dunes. So um, it was, you know, was without a Jeep for far too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did it feel whenever you, and you bought the JK brand new, is that correct? 14 miles on it. Yes. It brought a brand, brand new. So how did it feel when you got back in the Jeep and it was, uh, it was yours and the banks, but you, <laughs> but you had a, another Jeep. Was there a bit of a shock between the, the technology of the, the older Jeep that you had, the, uh, the YJ and then moving forward to the JK? Not a shock. Uh, like I said, I'd, I'd rented them. I'd spent some time behind the wheel in, in the JK. Uh, just it felt right. It, it just it really felt you know the way way it should be. I mean, it's, did you it's, notice uh, you a big know. difference between the two, or did it feel the same jeepiness uh, between the two uh, the, the two models? Uh, it's the same jeepiness. I mean, it's it's got you know solid axle, and for anybody that hasn't driven a solid axle vehicle front and rear, it, that's that's the way it should be. Uh, it, uh, it so I mean, it's just for me, it's a very visceral, if that's the right word, a visceral driving sure. experience. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a different than any other vehicle, even even a, a Grand Cherokee. I also have a, a 2020 Grand Cherokee in the driveway. That's a great vehicle, uh, but it it just doesn't have the Jeep feel. So um, no. It just it just felt right, and it's just really cool to get the Jeep wave um, and driving around and, and being able to take the top off and and just do things that that you can do in the Jeep. And then obviously the off road component is a, is a whole nother uh, whole nother animal. I mean the JK uh, obviously from the YJ uh, hands you know far and above having the coil coil springs all the way around is, is you know much better um, for you know off-road capability being able to disconnect the front sway bar and just get after it even in its most stock form it's mm-hmm. it's an awesome well vehicle. i mean you were just you went to great smoky mountain jeep invasion and then you went out uh, off-roading uh on that saturday i believe it was and yes. uh, you've got a, a two inch um b- budget lift on yes. it i believe and what size tires 33 oh okay so you got some you got some substantial size tires on there Uh, i know some people poo poo that yet they gotta go 37s you know or you're not doing it right uh not true 33s are just fine for for most all situations hell the stock tires are are fine for a lot of situations so uh and and uh i'm sorry where where was the uh white something or another i can't remember where, where it was that you oh, went from. Wind, yeah, went to Wind Rock. Uh, well, there was Rock a W in it. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, so, and uh, you, you went off-road there. I, I believe there was a number of uh, events going on. I think Warren had an event uh, while you were out there. Uh, you got to meet and talk to a few people. Uh, I, I know there was one person you spoke with, and uh, you, you said, uh, yeah, the Jeep. I'm, uh, I'm with the Jeep Talk Show. We've got over 800 episodes. And wasn't the comment like, oh, well, are they any good? That seems like a lot of episodes. <laughs> Yeah, they push back a little bit, like, "Hey, you know," and and it's. I understand the concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, after talking for a bit, um, and that uh, that was Adventure Russ, uh, Adventure R U S S on uh, YouTube. He had a awesome build out there, JK, uh, similar to mine, only in color. Uh, it was silver, the billet silver, but he's got a, a 5.7 LS engine, a 10-speed transmission, Dana 60s front and rear, and 38. So uh, um, that was a, a neat build, a, a really nice guy to talk to Russ. So, for a bit so there at the did campsite. he require you to give him a tip for talking to him? Because, you know, he needs money because he spent it all on his Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He didn't. But uh, um, yeah, he, you know, he, if we talk about the show a bit and let, let him know and you know, some of the, the fine folks we've had on, on the show over the years and, and, you know, I think it left him with a good impression. So uh, Russ, if you're listening, great to meet you and I look forward to meeting you out 
meeting you out on the trail again one of these days. Well, I think I think you actually uh, uh, we actually spoke uh, right after you spoke with him or something around that time frame. And uh, I went and found him, and uh, as the Jeep Talk Show started following him, on, following him on Instagram, and I think on YouTube as well, and uh, he reciprocated. So uh, we're uh, we're in contact through social media now, and uh, maybe we can have him on on in the show. I don't know if you discussed that with him while you were talking to him. I did, I did, and uh, I need to follow up with him um, to to get him on the show because he's got a, a neat build. And, and what Russ is, uh, as he explained to me, Russ is just trying to uh, not uh, not everybody you know can afford a, a big build like his. But uh, uh, having a wheel on every trail in the state, I believe he's in uh, uh, maybe North Carolina. But uh, his effort is just to make you know people aware of the lands that are out there to wheel on which i think is great for any jeeper stock or built uh that's that's the uh his stated intent of his uh his youtube channel adventure russ mm-hmm. so I, I just want to mention this I, th- I thank you all the time i try to remember to thank you uh as much as possible for all the the effort that you put into promoting the show and talking to people about the jeep talk show because it's a volunteer position and I, I can't thank you enough and i'll say it here publicly uh, and i just want to call you out on something so you were up at uh, one thirty your time, sending out eighteen emails to people about being on the show last night. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I keep vampire hours. And stay up too late, sleeping I'm, too late. I'm sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, the Chris is up." <laughs> yeah. yeah, time time's relative, um, but uh, yeah, no no worries. I appreciate the opportunity. It's it's great to you know, interact with with people uh and you know about the show and and it's just it's just fun and exciting and just get to the people aspect of it i mean there's there's people behind all these great companies and all these great products and and that's you know that's that's why i like being involved with the show and involved with all of the great guests and the vendors that we get to interact with Mm -hmm. yeah and it is pretty cool you have an immediate thing that you can talk to people about a uh a pickup line if you will uh, about being with the jeep talk show and 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 i'm i'm pleasant it's pleasant to me to hear that not everybody uh, doesn't say who what what is that uh, what do y'all talk about you know that type, those type of questions but i'll mention really yeah. quick uh i don't think i'm telling off it here i think this is just a good uh, uh, promo for a potential upcoming guests uh you uh, you emailed uh, j bar uh iron rock off-road rpm steering suspension those are those people are uh, good friends with julianne uh, Onyx Maps, uh, Jeep Cables, which I I just I want to get those people on. I mean, they're big XJ fans, and uh, I just like the idea. XJs are woefully inaccurate, inadequate with uh, their their cables to the starter and the the, the battery and the alternator, and uh, I, I need to upgrade mine on my XJ. Uh, Ruby Trucks, uh, Mile Marker. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that's the the winch people. Uh, yes. I'm sure they got more than winches, but uh, that's that's what I know them as uh max uh tie tie down solutions uh oh you may have to help me on this one is that a turo a turo tires four link four wheel drive power tank oh yeah we need to get uh, steve or, or somebody from power tank back on that was a good interview uh and uh oh I'll, this is the one i'm really looking forward to because uh, i just like the idea of fixing things out on the trail uh, or having the ability the bun trail welder I think that would be a, f- a fun interview uh, with those folks. Uh, Carnage uh, Welder, which is, uh, I guess, another one like the Bun Trail wel- Welder. I-, I would assume they- that's basically what they do, similar thing. And, uh, of course, Maxxis Tires. Well, you know, we recently had um, Rosie from uh, Maxxis Tires on Chick Chat. Uh, and actually, I think, yeah, that one's coming out uh, this week. So Monday this week, 
Uh, don't quote me on that, but I'll believe it's uh, just a couple of days from now. That'll be the uh, uh, the episode of Chick Chat with uh, with Rosie. Yes, yeah, and it was really really nice to meet Rosie at the Maxis Tire uh, trailer. Uh, I know you talked about it on previous shows. Definitely wasn't a booth, and Julianne was there with her her Jeep. It was it was compound. a trailer. I think I, yeah, I think I would call it yes, the Maxis yes. Tire Compound. <laughs> yes, yes, the Maxis Tire Compound. So it was it was really neat, and, and that'll be a great episode with with Rosie and Julianne and Wendy. Um, but I thought uh, at some point in the future have uh, Rosie back on, maybe talk about whatever's new in the Maxis Tire world because you can never. You never have enough tires and never oh know enough God. about I couldn't tires. believe. I mean, from bicycles to, hell, mm-hmm. I don't know. They may be on, uh, maybe they've got some tires on sp- the SpaceX uh, uh, rocket. The <laughs> I don't know. they got tires on everything. Uh, yes. Actually, they probably do have some tires out there uh, at uh, wheeling the, uh, the the Starship around. So, uh, so yeah, Rosie was fun. I, I got her, got to meet her briefly. Uh, Julianne introduced me to her uh, at a restaurant there at, uh, at EJS. So uh, that was her first uh, first year, Rosie's first year at uh, EGS as well. So it was fun, and uh, she's uh, she's definitely going to twenty twenty four. So it'll be good to to see her out there again. Uh, all right, so uh, Chris, uh, we know what kind of Jeep you have. We got a, a a good feel for your Jeep story. I know there's a lot more to it, uh, and uh, that. And this is kind of a side question, I guess. So you haven't done, and correct me on this. You haven't done a lot of modifications to your Jeep. You've just basically uh, put a two-inch budget boost on it, some 33-inch tires, and uh, that's kind of the extent of the modifications. Are they off-road modifications? Yeah, a little more. I, I uh, got a, a 2014 Sport uh, six-speed because I believe and still believe every vehicle on the road should be a manual transmission, but certainly an off-road vehicle. Um, obviously, bone stock. I. I used up those tires uh my first modification actually was a, a jk the jks uh, quicker disconnects for the front sway bar oh yeah of course which gives yeah so that that's i think anybody that has a jeep even in its most stock form should do that even so if you I don't go off road just having the ability to, to yes. you know, uh, unhook that sway bar is going to be uh, much better when you have to go off road or you decide to go yes absolutely and then um i uh uh, after having the Jeep for a couple years, using up the stock tires, I uh, being close in the Detroit area, close to uh, American Expedition vehicles, uh, they uh, back in the day they were selling all the takeoff parts for their V8 conversions of the JK. So I went over there. They had a post on Craigslist, and that was still in use. I know it's still out there. So I bought what I thought was I got all excited a Rubicon suspension. Well, on now on the JK, it's just spring rate. Nonetheless, I bought four new springs that were takeoff uh, Rubicon springs, takeoff Rubicon, the cool red-looking shocks, or they are red, uh, and uh, the rock rails from a Rubicon. So I added all that to my sport along with an AEB uh, budget or AEB spacer lift. I already had the JKS quicker disconnects. Um, and then uh, a couple years ago, added a, a, a stubby bumper, all-steel stubby bumper uh, and uh, a winch. And then a um, rock hard uh, engine and transmission skid plate. I did not know that you had a winch. I did not know that. That's great. That's great. Because I like that. You probably never will use it, but just the ability to have it uh, so that you can get yourself out of situations or get yourself into a worse situation. Yeah. (laughs) I got a winch. I can go go here because I can just winch myself out. (laughs) Exactly. Fortunately, I've only had to use it for pulling a couple tree stumps. I pulled a... uh, 
uh, a sign out of and there's nothing wrong with that it's a great tool to have it doesn't have to be for off-roading no not at all and um did upgrade my track bar uh to a steer smarts track bar um that's just really for for wear so i i I consider consider are you talking about the sector shaft you talking about the sector shaft brace or uh, haven't got to that yet. That's that's ah, this see, project, this is why you didn't uh, answer me the other day. I yeah. said, Hey, did you install <laughs> that that spear smart sector chef race? Because yeah. you were talking about doing that before you went to a uh, uh, great smoky mountain jeep invasion, or, or no, it was something else that you went to. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, Don't do that, but right before you go, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. problematic. <laughs> yeah, and that's partly why that's partly why I didn't do it, but that's that's on the week uh, the list for this weekend. Uh, but uh, no, it, so I consider my jeep stock ish. I mm-hmm. mean, if you certainly park it next to a stock jk if they exist anymore oh you can tell and then you and that's the cool thing i mean i love the modifications that you can definitely tell that you've done something but sometimes uh and oftentimes the most important modifications that you can make uh the only person's going to know about it is you and maybe somebody seeing you go off road uh and there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing functional modifications not necessarily the big show-off kind no the reason why i asked that chris was is that uh, i'm thinking that uh now, now i'm not trying to put you in the market for another another jeep but uh, i'm thinking you're in a good situation because uh you haven't gone hog wild modifying this jeep so if you were to get a a new one a jl jlu or a jt you wouldn't it wouldn't hurt as much because you haven't put a lot of effort and money into to this one what do you think possible absolutely uh possible i'm I'm not Uh, i'm not setting you up i'm not gonna say hey welcome (laughs) hey you've got a brand new jeep or anything like that so (laughs) it's okay to answer uh as you feel (laughs) yeah yeah no i'm i'm very i'm very happy with the jk uh very happy with the jk and uh uh, it served me well, so obviously getting into some maintenance and things like that. Uh, I think a clutch upgrade, the center force, or maybe even the uh, I'm drawing a blank on the McLeod. the other company, yeah. McLeod. Thank you, McLeod Racing. McLeod Racing. So that'll be a functional upgrade with the heavier duty uh, flywheel. So that's that's on the horizon. Uh, no no issues with it now, but 160 thousand miles. I, th- I think it's well it's you know the heavier duty flywheel uh they give you more mass uh off-road so that when you're going off-road with a standard transmission you have uh, less concerns about uh, stalling the engine and less yeah. riding the clutch so it even improves the clutch wear uh so yeah i can uh, can very, see very well uh that uh, they have a lot of pluses uh so it, it's just a pain in the ass changing out the clutch or expensive if you have somebody else do it i suspect you're you'll do it uh and um uh, so yeah, it, it, it's not that bad a deal. I've done it to the uh, uh, to my wife's TJ. Uh, it was a, a couple of days. I think uh, it took me to do it. Uh, maybe a weekend, maybe a three day weekend it took. But uh, boy, I sure am glad I had a a, a, um, a, a not a lift, but a, one of those little uh, rolly things that you can strap the transmission to and lower yeah. it and move it out of the way and bring it back in and raise it back up and hold it in place that made a huge difference i remember doing that that crap uh not with that as heavy of a transmission but i remember doing all that crap without any of that stuff just holding it up in place and getting it up there uh and uh, holding it in place with one hand and stabbing the bolts uh mm-hmm. <laughs> but the you know that transmission was a lot easier it had four big bolts and uh, you could see the holes with the, these these new transmissions they got things up on top that you just got to feel your way uh you can't really see it uh, which which just sucks, uh, but yeah. having something to hold it in place makes a big difference. All right, Chris. Yeah. <clears throat> so 
Let's talk about uh, we've we've talked a little bit about the stuff that you do for the show. You've been going to events. Uh, you've been uh, reaching out to people. Luckily, you live in a great area for a lot of the uh, the, the really big names in the off road industry. Uh, you mentioned Greg Henderson, uh, unofficial, unofficial use only. Uh, of course, we know Tom Zelinsky, and uh, he's uh, Four Fest events, and he has those. Uh, it's not exclusively, I don't think, at Holly Oaks uh, ORV, but uh, many of them are there, and you're close enough to that one to, to be able to attend those. And uh, you represent the uh, the Jeep Talk Show, and and uh, and if uh, you know, and I, just, I have a tendency to assume everybody knows everything that's going on, knows everything I do. But I think that the last time uh, that uh, I don't know if we knew that Jim Morrison, uh, head of uh, Jeep North America, was going to be there uh, or not, but we uh, we anticipated and we got a nice red uh, baseball hat with the Jeep Talk Show logo. Uh, on it, and uh, you presented that to Jim Morrison, and he and he wore it. He didn't throw it back and hit you in the face with it. <laughs> no, he did. He even took he even took a couple pictures with me uh, with it. Yeah, that was at the uh, again at Holly Oaks, but it was uh, Snowfest, so they do uh, a smaller event in the winter time. So that was it. Turned out to be Mudfest, but uh, nonetheless, <laughs> it was a it was a good time. Yeah, Jim was out there with uh, what we now know is the AEV Level Two Four by E. Uh, that was not released at the time, and uh, Jim had made some comments to a small group. It was all public there, but uh, that uh, you know some things were hidden in plain sight. And after seeing the press release, it's like, oh, now that that looks just like the uh, the AV level two that that you can go to your local Jeep dealer and buy. So that was that was really neat, and it's just fortunate uh, being in the Detroit area, working uh, within the automotive industry. Uh, like I said earlier, sometimes you just see things drive by uh, just in traffic, and you're like, hmm. That looks different, and it's got a an M, um, M plate or manufacturer plate on it, so it's a, an early build or a prototype that they're just driving around on the road, and then you, you turn on the, the Instagram or the YouTube or the television, and you're, oh, there's a new new Jeep or new whatever kind of vehicle, and uh, that's, so that's that's just neat being, being in Detroit, and that goes for anybody uh, within the automotive industry or outside of it. Yeah, it's really cool, and you're very lucky to, to be in that area. I mean, I, I love uh, being living in Texas, but I do miss uh the, the uh, being able to just uh, walk into places and and bother people uh mm-hmm. like uh like greg uh <laughs> the, the, what was it the uh what was it altitude performance uh I, I believe that another gentleman that does uh off-road modifications we had him on the show uh jim i think it was uh that would be a fun place to visit um i would uh, i'd be pestering uh, tom to pester uh jim to get me in the plant uh, so I could uh, walk around, put my nose prints on uh, on new new Jeeps, and uh, ask a bunch of dumb questions. <laughs> so I, I'd be bothering people as much as I possibly could, being in that area. Absolutely, just walk in with confidence. Walk in like you own the place. So uh, we mentioned the guest acquisition. Uh, you uh, have been uh, doing the uh, the show notes for us. That's how you actually started in your volunteer position here with the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, I think you got tired of uh, not having any show notes to read, and you said, <laughs> "You said, man, th- something has to ha- happen here." Hey, Tony, can I do the show notes? Absolutely. And then it was like, "Boy, we're not really having many interviews." Tony, can I get some interview guests for you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it really, really for selfish reasons. I mean, I, I enjoy the show notes. I mean, and I encourage anybody to go over to jeeptalkshow.com. I'm a desktop desk 
top person, uh, more so than the phone. So I, I, I like to uh, I like to read the show notes, click on the links, and just hear what y'all are talking about. Obviously, having the opportunity to to update those show notes, I'm privy to them maybe a, a couple hours beforehand. But uh, yeah, everybody go over to JeepTalkShow.com, check out the show notes, and because uh, it. I, I just, I like it. So it's really for selfish reasons. And then, uh, yeah, the interviews, I mean, I like interviews. I like to listen to podcasts. i like to hear stories and, uh, it's just, it's just great, great to hear. Uh, so that's, that's really, really why I appreciate the opportunity. I'm, I'm able to help and, and do that for. Oh, the show. I'm just surprised you haven't got burnt out on it yet. Cause especially now that we have, uh, um, every other week, five episodes a week, of course, uh, you're just doing the flagship, uh, show notes. So you're just yes. doing two, two days a week on those. Uh, and when we get off of this interview, I'm going to talk to you about doing the rest of the, the week as well. Uh, sure. I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, we mentioned how people can reach out to you, like, uh, like you're doing sales for the Jeep Talk Show, as well as we got to get you more hats that say different things, Chris. Uh, you, you, I mean, I, I mean, I can talk to people about doing sales, advertising, and that type of stuff uh, for the show. But you're so much better at it because this is what your day job is—is is, is sales. So if uh, if you're listening to this and you go, "Wow, I'd like to be able to advertise on the Jeep Talk Show, or at least like to find out more about it," uh, you can uh, contact Chris. Uh, Chris is uh, Chris at JeepTalkShow.com, and uh, it's the the Christian spelling. And you, know, I don't know if you know this or not, uh, uh, Chris, but oftentimes when I'm sending you an email. I will type in Christ. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's no T on this, so I have to get yeah. rid of that. Anyway, you can yeah. uh, reach out to Chris, Chris at JeepTalkShow.com, and uh, you can uh, actually call him on the phone and talk to him. Uh, and if you time it right, you can catch him while he's flushing. 888-811-9550, extension 101. So um, that uh, that's how you get a hold of him. Chris, how, how, how else can people uh, find you or follow you? I mean, you've got a website that we haven't talked about. Uh, I do have a blog site. I've not done anything with it because, but it's a uh, sevenslats.com. So it's all spelled out the word sevenslats.com. It just chronicles some of my, uh, uh, it's a year or two old now, but some of my past um, ex- escapades in my Jeep and some of the, you know, the few modifications we already mentioned that I did. And uh, well, it's, but so it's I all new there. to, it's all new to people that have never been there. So that's, oh, yeah. that's a good thing. And the name that you got seven slats, uh, seven slots was taken and seven sluts seem to be inappropriate uh, for, exactly. for the articles. Yeah, exactly. Sluts, slots. <laughs> and, and you didn't have six so. other friends that you could, you could bring into the <laughs> no. into the mix. <laughs> no, no. So, so keep it keep it somewhat PC. Yeah, and the uh, seven slats is is on Instagram. Is that correct? Yeah, seven slats on Instagram. I do post more frequently to uh, to theirs, and uh, and then Facebook is the number seven slats dot com. So Facebook the number seven slats dot com. Uh, so yeah, that's in, you know really Instagram. I I see you know I know for the show we post a lot more to, to Jeep Talk Show on Instagram. Uh, Instagram seems to be where it's at. So I've I've got to post up. I've got some some good pictures, some brief video from. Uh, Wind Rock uh, Off-Road Park, and I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Southern Knights Jeep Club. They're in uh, South Georgia. It's Southern Knights, uh, like Knight with no K, so it's not like they're Knights of the Round Table, but Southern Knights. But uh, uh, Skippy, Kirsty, appreciate uh, you guys hanging out with us last weekend, and, um, you know, just a great, great group. Uh, There were two, two 
new gladiators on 37s and a JL on, on 35s. And I was able to hang with them. And then they got us through the trail at, out there at Windrock was pretty washed out, at least my experience. I'd never been there before. So really appreciate uh, the folks from Southern Knights uh, letting us hang out with them for the afternoon. And who was the other guy that you spoke with that had the JK, same color as yours? Uh, that was a, a Russ, Adventure Russ. So Adventure R-U-S-S, Adventure Russ. Um, and then uh, uh, Jeep and Bubba was another gentleman that was at the campsite. So Jeep and uh, with no G, Jeep and Bubba. Uh, he's got a shop somewhere down in uh, South uh, South Tennessee. Had a nice jail built. So just great, you know, great people. And uh, that's why, you know, my association and work with the show is just great to hand out some Jeep Talk Show stickers. Well, it makes you more than a, some, some yahoo that's uh, coming up and talk to them about, uh, hey, you got an extra beer. Uh, it's like, uh, it's more of, a, more of an official type thing. I mean, you do, Absolutely. you do have to put up with a little bit of, uh, what is this? And, you know, like, uh, I don't know if you, I, I'm probably the only person that says this, but even you say podcast, that's one of the reasons why I like saying show. It's like, well, everybody's got a podcast podcast <laughs> right yeah I, I did a podcast six, six years ago i did two episodes and it's you can still listen to it if you can find it I'm, uh, but that's what a lot of people say and uh, i gotta give a, a shout out to uh a shout out and a thanks to Julianne for the chick chat stickers. Mm -hmm. uh, those were very popular as well. And it's, it's less invasive. Me, um, you know, big guy, six plus feet tall, uh, trying to talk to a young lady, young woman about Jeep talk show. And who's this weirdo, but uh, having the chick chat stickers, those were a big, a big hit and uh, making folks aware of the chick chat episode that Julianne and Wendy do for us every other Monday. So those were very popular as well. So I'm thinking of a great icebreaker and events now, now, hear me out on this. Uh, I, I'm going to catch some crap about this, I know. Uh, so, you've seen those baby carriers where the baby faces forward. So, mm -hmm. you put the baby carrier on, you put Julianne in the baby carrier, and you walk around, and then you've got, it's like one person. Both, and you, you, you cover the female and the male audience at the same time. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. And she's handing out the stickers. <laughs> yeah, not a bad idea. We if anybody's been to seen on instagram we can put her She's in a maxis, so tire, off. A, a maxis a maxis tire trail bag the, the trail yeah, bag yeah. in the back of your jeep you wear it as a backpack that was so, funny yeah. <laughs> that was funny all right chris well thank you a lot for being here and uh, great uh, having you as part of the show and on the show i'm going to try to be doing more of these things with our uh, jeep talk show team because uh, everybody has a great story to tell. You don't have to be a million or multi-million dollar company to be here on the show. We love talking to Jeepers, and uh, especially those that are involved uh, with the Jeep Talk Show. And and you, as a listener, are involved with the Jeep Talk Show, too. So uh, reach out to us, and uh, we'll get you set up for an interview. We'd love to talk to you. Everybody, everybody has a good story to tell. Absolutely. Chris, thanks for being here. All right. Thank you, Tony. It's always fun talking to uh, Chris. We uh, we have a good time whenever he goes to these events, and he'll call, and uh, we'll go over uh, how's it going and the people that he's met and some of the uh, interesting interactions that he's had with folks. Uh, so I uh, can't thank Chris enough for being a part of the show. Uh, there's so many things that that uh, so many people behind the scenes that are making this show possible uh, for you guys and. Uh, takes a big load off of me uh, that uh, helps. And uh, if you're if you'd like to be a volunteer, we can certainly talk about it because uh, you could be part of this uh, this great big huge thing that's going on. Because I'm just I'm amazed. It's just doing uh, much better than what I ever thought it was would. But I also too have these very lofty goals, as you're sure I'm sure you're aware. 
Uh, so I'm pushing it along, and uh, if you'd like to get on the uh, Ride the Wave with us, we'd certainly like to have you on here. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Jeep Talk Show. I want to give a big thank you to our special guests joining us today and sharing their knowledge and experience with the Jeep community. Remember, we have four episodes a week, and it's understandable if you've missed past episodes. You can always find us on your favorite podcast platform or on our website, jeeptalkshow.com. You know, with over 850 episodes, there is plenty of Jeep Talk Show to entertain you while driving to your destination, working out at the gym, or mowing the grass. I'm, I'm sorry, I just depressed some of you, didn't I? Improve your day by listening to more Jeep Talk Show. You know, we love hearing from you, our listener. Reach out to us via email, phone, social media, anything you'd like to do. Uh, we use your voicemails on our flagship episodes, and you can be on the show this way. So just go over there to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out all the ways that you can reach out to us. So until next time, keep on jeeping, and we'll see you on the trails. Broadcasting since 2010.